0: welcome to the daily tour podcast for the 2009 amgen tour of california hey everyone this is david bernstein from the fredcast cycling podcast and i'm your host The Daily Tour podcast brings you daily coverage of the 2009 Amgen Tour of California as we ride through California from Sacramento to San Diego over the span of nine days. The Daily Tour is brought to you by the Fredcast Cycling Podcast at www.thefredcast.com and powered by the resources of Bicycle.net. For your weekly audio dose of cycling news, culture, interviews, product reviews, and more, listen to the Fredcast. And for more cycling news, product reviews, original bicycling essays, and more, bookmark Bicycle.net or subscribe to the RSS feeds. In addition to our daily tour podcast, we'll also be bringing you several video clips each day, compliments of our friends at cyclefilm.com. You can find those clips on our website at www.thefredcast.com. And now here's today's episode of the daily tour podcast. Welcome to the Daily Tour Podcast. Today is the first day of the 2009 Amgen Tour of California, and it began with a prologue in the streets of Sacramento, California. Now, for those of you who may be new to stage racing, bicycle stage racing, that is, a prologue is not the first chapter of a book or the chapter that precedes the first chapter of a book. But it's a bit like that. You see, a prologue is a very short individual time trial where the racers go out and race against the clock in order to determine which racer will be wearing the leader's jersey in the first stage of of the event. And tomorrow, Sunday, February the 15th, will be that first stage of this year's 2009 Amgen Tour of California. But first, it was today's prologue. Now, before we get into the results of today's prologue, let's look at this year's 2009 Amgen Tour of California. This year's tour of California has been expanded from the last several years. It expands from February the 14th, that's today, through the 22nd, and will showcase more than 750 miles of scenic California highways, roadways, and coastline drives. There are 16 host cities, including today in Sacramento, Davis, Santa Rosa, Sausalito, Santa Cruz, San Jose, Modesto, Merced, Clovis, Visalia, Paso Robles, Solvang, Santa Clarita, Pasadena, and this year we're going down to San Diego County, Rancho Bernardo, and Escondido. Joining us for this year's race, some of the top racers in the world. There's two Tour de France champions, Lance Armstrong, of course, in his comeback season, also Carlos Sastre, and some might say that there's actually a third in Floyd Landis, of course. Floyd stripped of his title due to his conviction for a doping offense. One Giro d'Italia champion, Ivan Basso, 11 world champions, Lance Armstrong, Oscar Frera, Tom Bonin, Fabian Consolara, Michael Rogers, Mark Cavendish, Brett Lancaster, Stuart O'Grady, Francisco ChiChi, Yaroslav Popovich, and Janes Brockovich. 17 Tour de France stage winners, seven Olympic medalists, 26 Olympians, 25 national champions, seven of them current national champions, and eight major American race champions, including the winner of last year's Amgen Tour of California and 2007's Amgen Tour of California, Levi Leipheimer, and the winner of the inaugural Tour of California, Floyd Landis. There are a lot of talented riders here in California for this major American stage race. There were a lot of spectators in Sacramento, California today, even though it's Valentine's Day, I guess it's a romantic thing to go see a bicycle race. But if you have the opportunity, if you find yourself in California this week in one of the start or finish locations, get out and get a chance to see this amazing spectacle as it goes by. But if you are near the finish city, I'd encourage you to get out and go to the Amgen Tour of California Lifestyle Festival. These are occurring in each finish city every single day where you will find family-friendly activities, demonstrations, cycling displays, and lots and lots of manufacturers and suppliers of cycling gear and other related merchandise. Go ahead and check it out. It's a great thing to do as you're waiting for the racers to arrive every single day. Now, as these riders make their way down from Northern California to San Diego, they're in pursuit not only of each other and not only of the fastest times, but they're in the pursuit of several jerseys. The first is the Amgen Race Leader's jersey. used to be called the Golden jersey. Many people know it as the Yellow jersey. This is the one that the Race Leader wears, and the Race Leader is the one who has the least amount of elapsed time over the entire race. Sometimes you'll see the yellow jersey go from one rider to another, from stage to stage, from one team to another, and that depends on the decision of the team and the director sportif, who's really like the coach of a professional cycling team, and whether or not they decide that they would like to defend the jersey from one day to the next. If they decide to defend, then it's their intention to try to hang on to the jersey from one stage to the next. If they decide not to defend, that's a strategic move that they might make in order to give their riders a little bit of rest in the hopes that they'll be able to recapture the jersey down the line. Seems a bit counterintuitive, but it works all the time. And so it really is up to those cycling masterminds, the directors sportif, essentially the coaches of each individual cycling team. But besides the yellow jersey, there are a number of other jerseys that these racers are chasing here at the Amgen Tour of California. One is the Amgen's Breakaway from Cancer Most Courageous Rider jersey. And each day, the Most Courageous Rider will earn this jersey. And it's awarded to a cyclist who best exemplifies the character of those engaged in the fight against cancer. Now, the jersey will not necessarily be awarded to the fastest or the best cyclist each day, but rather to the rider who best demonstrates courage, sacrifice, inspiration, determination, and perseverance. There's also the green Herbalife Sprint jersey. Now, this is awarded to the rider who accumulates the most bonus points. Now, these bonus points are typically awarded at certain sprint performances along the way. And also at each finishing stage, the top 15 places normally get points. Those who have the most points, they're the ones who end up with the Herbalife Green Sprint Jersey. There's also the California Travel and Tourism King of the Mountains Jersey. Like the Sprint Jersey, there's certain points at the tops of certain climbs where Riders can gather points. The rider who gathers the most King of the Mountains or KOM points wins the California Travel and Tourism King of the Mountains jersey. And finally, the white jersey, the Rabobank Best Young Rider jersey, is awarded to that rider under 23 years of age, determined each day by his overall placement at the finish line after each stage. So that rider who's under the age of 23, who has the Least elapsed time over the course will be wearing the white Rabobank Best Young Rider jersey. So I mentioned earlier that some of the best professional cyclists in the world are here in California for the 2009 Amgen Tour of California, including the teams Astana, Quickstep, Saxo Bank, Rabobank, Team Columbia High Road, Liquigas, Garmin Slipstream, AG2R Le Mondial, Cervello Test Team, Colavita Sutter Home, Jelly Belly Cycling, BMC Racing, Ouch Presented by Maxis, Fly V Australia, Rock Racing, Bissell Pro Cycling, and Team Type 1. Now before today's prologue, we had the opportunity to speak with several representatives from Team Columbia High Road, starting with the owner, Bob Stapleton. We started by asking him quite simply, what sets Team Columbia High Road apart from the other teams in the Peloton?
1: Well, I think uh, teamwork and success. These these guys, uh, they win together. They work together, and they win together. Uh, and certainly we lose together on occasion as well. But uh, there's, no, there's no egos. There's no big personalities. There's nobody that dominates the team. Uh, they all believe that if they contribute everything they have to the team, the t- team will succeed, and someday they'll get their chances to win. So we had... Uh, uh, 19 of our, uh, of our 29 uh, rider, male riders won bike races individually last year, including guys like Marco Panotti, who won the Tour of Ireland, a race he put never dreamed of winning, probably, on a different team. Uh, and then our women's team, every one of the 12 active athletes won a bike race. So I think they believe they get their chances for personal success at the same time they elevate the whole team.
0: Doping is also a big issue in professional cycling, so we ask Bob for his stance and the team's stance on Doping in cycling.
1: Well, for us, we're we're uh, absolute uh, aggressive supporters of the biological passport. I think that's a breakthrough program in sport. Uh, You know, you've got eight thousand tests being done on eight hundred athletes. It's very comprehensive. Uh, that cycling should be recognized as a leader in, in progressive action. In our team, we also work with Don Catlin, who runs an, uh, an independent program. He looks at all of our team's test results, and he also does uh, testing on EPO and biosimilars. This is sort of the, the hot area in, in doping now where uh, where the, maybe the uh, doping practice is ahead of the science. Don's a scientist. You know, he was critical in breaking open the Balco case. That's Marion Jones, Barry Bonds, some major athletes, uh, and he's got the science background to, I think, bring forward new and better test methods for for all the many EPOs that are out there, the other products that are like like Sarah that are out there. And we've got him, you know, looking at our athletes and make sure they're doing the right things, but also contributing his knowledge to the UCI and to WADA.
0: A lot of things thrown around there. First of all, Don Catlin, he's the same one who was on the dais with Lance Armstrong when he announced his comeback to professional cycling, and he's the one who is working with Lance to prove that Lance is racing this year 100% clean, as Lance says he always has. Also, he talked about Ipo and Sarah. These are doping products that have been, well, purported to be in widespread use in professional cycling as blood doping products that would increase the number of red blood cells, thereby increasing the amount of oxygen going to a rider's muscles. So that is what Bob was talking about in the interview. Next up, we interviewed Rolf Aldog. Rolf is the director sportif for Team Columbia High Road. We asked Rolf about the weather forecast because as the director sportif, he is responsible for making sure that his riders are prepared for all the conditions out there on the road. And because it looks like we're in for some inclement weather, to say the least, over the next couple of days, we asked Rolf his opinion about what effect that might have on his team.
2: Well, actually, on the stages, it's not its not, uh, not such a big factor. For sure, we're scratching our heads already two days now how we set up the order for the prologue. Because it seems that the weather can really change during the day and then you definitely want to have uh, the good guys in the dry. And uh, so, yeah, we're going to split that, you know, to say, like, well, wh- whatever happens, we should be up there. And uh, that's the idea. Otherwise, mentally, it's not easy because everybody goes to uh, California and expects sunshine and... And, you know, flowers on T-shirts and so, you know, these cliches, but we learned that didn't happen last year and might not happen this year. So we will be prepared for that, for the stages. Um, But, yeah, the prologue, in fact, is quite difficult.
0: We also wanted to know that since, obviously, for their team, all eyes are going to be on Mark Cavendish this year, we want to know from Rolf who else he thinks we should be watching out for on Team High Road.
2: On our team, actually, uh, it's, it's wide open. Everybody will have his chances. We have clear domestics with Michael Berry. He, he's like working uh, from the morning to the evening for the team, and Emma Hampson will do the same. But all the rest, I mean, I would like, them, like to see them in breakaways, actually. That's, uh, that's my idea to say, hmm, well, if it really comes down to say they're only the best three, four guys... Well, you've seen the starting list here. I mean, it's really, really impressive how many riders are here. And like Levi, I think he worked the whole winter towards that goal. So that will be difficult for us. So what I like to do is actually, you know, ride offensively, try to have Lofgrist, Kirchen, Hincapie or Rogers in the groups. And then it's not on us to chase anybody down. And that would give the chance because those guys are all good in time trial. So if, if a group will make it to the finish on whatever stage, then we have a really good chance for GC.
0: Now, as I mentioned earlier, all eyes are going to be on Mark Cavendish from Team Columbia High Road, primarily because of what a phenomenal Tour de France he had in 2008. But we wanted to know from Mark when we spoke with him, what are his expectations for himself in 2009?
3: Yeah, obviously, you know, being a sprinter, I get a lot of opportunities to win, and I'd like to to win a lot, you know. uh, I'm still young. I've still got a lot of, you know, winning to do, a lot of confirming to do, and I'd like to do that this year.
0: Someone wrote into Bicycle.net recently and wanted to know what it was that a guy like Mark Cavendish did when he was young that got him to where he is today. What advice would he have for an upcoming sprinter?
3: Worked hard. simple as. Worked hard. Don't listen even not you just working hard on a bike, not just training hard, but you know doing everything possible to become a cyclist you know it, if people there's no taking the easy option you know um, and there was times when I was younger when I'd get on the ferry to go to England with a bike over my shoulder, riding another bike with a backpack on you know, and it's, it's days like that that give you the character you need to be a bike rider so.
0: And finally, as Mark prepared to go out and race the prologue, we wanted to know what we should expect to see from him in this 2009 Amgen Tour of California, and what his goals are.
3: Um obviously, we've got a strong team here, so I think primarily we're looking at GC. But and the course is really hard. But you know, for the sprint days, for sure, if I'm there in contention for the sprint, then then I'm quite confident. So uh, so it'd be nice to pick up some stage wins personally.
0: And while the Amgen Tour of California is known for male professional bike racing, there is also a female race that will be going on tomorrow. While the men are out on the road doing stage one from Davis to Santa Rosa, in downtown Santa Rosa, the 2009 Amgen Tour of California Women's Criterium will be taking place. Leading the charge for Team High Road Columbia is Mara Abbott, the 2007 U.S. National Road Race champion. And so we had a chance to talk to Mara and ask her about her expectations for the coming year.
4: So I'm going to be in the U.S. through Redlands. We're going to do some races down in California. um, And then I'll head over to Europe after that. Um, I'll hopefully be back for Montreal and Philly and then go back okay, over to Europe for the second half of the season. Yeah, so it's sort of going to break it up a little bit um, in between international and domestic. So just sort to of see how that all goes, see if our team, I mean, our team had a amazing record with the women's team. I think we won over half of our races, and that was pretty cool. So see if we can back up the team again and see if I can help out even more. Um, hopefully, I'll get to go race the women's Giro this year, um, keeping my fingers crossed on that one. Um, We've got a couple of spring races just over in Europe. There's a couple of races through April. Um, And I'm really excited to get to go back to Montreal again because that'll be a race that I've actually done three years now. And so it's cool to be able to get familiarity with a course and with a setup and so hopefully be able to do even better there.
0: Now she's commented before that her team is really tight and really cohesive. and We wanted to know what it was that keeps them sticking together as a group.
4: Um, something that I would say is really notable about this team is the level of professionalism, and it's that everybody knows that everybody's there to do their job, and everyone knows what their responsibility is, and everybody's, you can trust that everybody's going to give their best, and you can trust that everyone's going to be where they're supposed to be. And in that way, it makes it really easy to rely on one another.
0: And finally, with so much talent on the team, how is it that they're able to stay together as a group and yet not let their egos get in the way of team success.
4: Um, I think that the way that that has to work is you just have to be able to look at yourself honestly. And, um, you know, they always say we pick the World Cup team like two weeks before the race. And if you're not on that, it's because you're not the strongest rider for the team and you have to be able to, in addition to having the pride and self-confidence to know what you're capable of, you also have to have the modesty and the humility to know what you're not capable of, because I think that if you set your... if you if you say that you're capable of things you're not capable of, then you're only letting your teammates down. And so I think in that way, it's almost a personal responsibility to recognize as well as the areas that you can excel to be able to recognize the areas in which you still need to work because that's the only way you can really help the team.
0: Well, we certainly wish Mara a lot of luck in tomorrow's women's criterion, But today, February 14th, Valentine's Day, it was time to put a little love onto the roads of Sacramento, California with the prologue. Of the 2009 Amgen Tour of California. No doubt about it that the crowd was large today. And I think a lot of that was the fact that, yes, it was a Saturday. Certainly not the weather because it was a bit breezy and chilly and there was definitely rain in the forecast, which thankfully never materialized. But it seemed to me that a large number of the people that were out on the course today were there to see one man. One man from Texas, with a lot of Tour de France wins under his belt and a successful cancer fight behind him. Lance Armstrong, who, while he successfully fought his own cancer, is coming back to professional cycling to keep the fight against cancer globally in the spotlight. And while we've seen him riding with his teammates, and they've been in their Astana kit, Team Astana kit, he has been wearing Livestrong kit. There's been a lot of comments about that. Well, today, Lance was out on the course in his Team Astana kit, putting in a respectable time, but not a winning time. Now, instead, today's winner, the winner, coincidentally, of the last prologue of the Tour of California, Switzerland's Fabian Consolara. Consolara coming in with a time of 4 minutes, 32 0.9 seconds for an average of 50.294 kilometers per hour. Second place, just 1.2 seconds back. Last year's winner, oh, and the year before's winner, Levi Leipheimer from Team Astana in the United States. Third place also going to an American, Garmin Slipstream's David Zabriskie, 2.7 seconds back. In fourth, it was Michael Rogers from Australia and Team Columbia High Road. Fifth place, Tor Husov from Norway and Cervelo Test Team. Sixth place, the United States' George Hincapie from Team Columbia High Road. In seventh, Tom Bonin from Team Quickstep. In eighth, Mark Renshaw from Team Columbia High Road. In ninth, Svein Tuft from Garmin Slipstream. And in tenth, the man from Texas himself, Team Astana's Lance Armstrong. After today's race, we had the opportunity to hear from Dave Zabriskie, Levi Leipheimer, and Fabian Consolara to hear what they had to say about today's prologue in the streets of Sacramento, as well as what their impressions are of tomorrow's stage one when there is an opportunity for some, well, for right now, we'll call it inclement weather. It could be a lot worse. First to speak, a man of few words, Dave Zabriskie.
2: Uh, the course was pretty straightforward, just a couple of turns. Uh, luckily, the rain held out, and, uh, yeah, I got third, so
0: that's great. <laughs> and next up, a man of a few more words. It's the defending champion from Team Astana, Levi Leipheimer.
2: <clears throat> well, first of all, the crowd was it was awesome. Um, bigger and better every year, so it's great to see that. Of course, you know Fabian's really tough to beat, especially in the prologue and so to be just uh, i believe it was one point two seconds behind I was very very happy with that and you know it's really kind of the perfect situation so I feel great I think I'm right on track and you know i I, I think I definitely have the the form to to compete for the win i mean it's not to say that uh, I can win because obviously the the competition is extremely good, and uh, a lot can happen in the next eight days.
0: Fabian Consolaro was asked how it feels to win two prologues in a row here at the Amgen Tour of California, and also whether or not the team would defend the jersey tomorrow.
5: Yeah, I'm, I'm for sure happy. I mean, uh, first race uh, for the year, and uh, then uh, on the end in a beautiful stage race. What I like really to come every year now, fourth year in a row, and. To have the second win uh, makes me again for sure happy, and Sacramento, uh, yeah, beautiful, uh, be- beautiful city, a lot of crowd, and that's uh, for sure with this crowd that the motivation was, uh, was against uh, to give me this, this final energy to give everything, because uh, to win uh, in a way like I want today, uh, again uh, in the front of Levi, like last year, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Um now we see I mean um was important for me was important for the sponsors uh from Saxo Bank and uh, also was important I mean uh, for our team now uh, we look today today and uh, for sure now we enjoy tomorrow and then we will see it's one day longer uh is the uh, the level of the race is harder or is bigger or is higher and uh, now we see and uh, we look uh, what are we going to do we're going to decide uh, tomorrow morning when we have our briefing when we do our tactic i mean uh we have a really really good team here really strong uh we have possibility to go for Doval, but also we have the possibility to to go for sprints with jj Aedo. uh now we see and um i mean everybody wants to win on the end like those riders that we we know already and uh with 8 days Still to do. It's it's a lot and it's long, and for the first race of the year to have a so long stage race, we have to to good today. No, we have to do good tactics because uh, that's on the end. We'll be going deciding for I think the race.
0: And so the prologue of the 2009 Amgen Tour of California is in the record books. Fabian Consolara wearing that yellow leader's jersey. Tomorrow, it is stage one of the Amgen Tour of California as we go from Davis, California to Santa Rosa, California. Along the way, 100 7 miles. That's 173.1 kilometers. And there are three categorized climbs on the day, including two Category 4 and one Category 2 climbs. We'll be back again tomorrow with more coverage from Stage 1 of the Amgen Tour of California. That's it for today's coverage of the 2009 Amgen Tour of California presented by the Fredcast Cycling Podcast and powered by the resources of Bicycle.net. If you'd like to comment on today's show, please send an email to thefredcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to check out our videos brought to you by cyclefilm.com, located at www.thefredcast.com. This is your host, David Bernstein, from the Fredcast Cycling Podcast. So long from the 2009 Amgen Tour of California, and thanks for listening.